When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1840. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. By Benjamin Hardy of benjaminhardy.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Thursday and Merry Christmas Eve if you're celebrating. Welcome to the podcast where I simply read blogs to you for free, like a gigantic ongoing audiobook, but from many different authors. Today's post being from popular writer Benjamin Hardy. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. If you don't use it, you'll lose it by Benjamin Hardy of benjaminhardy.com. If you don't continually hone your mind and body, they become foggy and flabby. What happens to a garden if you stop tilling the soil and weeding it? It gets overrun and disheveled. Is there ever a point you can stop nurturing the ground? Even after you've planted beautiful plants and removed all entanglements? Obviously not, but there are deeper truths embedded in this idea. Ideas that go counter to most of the fundamental assumptions of Western ideals. Firstly, it's important to realize that nothing is permanent. Everything is in a state of movement, even if you yourself are stagnant. Identity follows choice. Your identity is not fixed. You don't have some personality you were born with that remains the same. Like a garden, your identity is either becoming more polished and refined, or more entangled, confused, and distracted. Your identity does not produce your behavior. Your behavior shapes your identity. You are responsible for who you become. You are the designer of your personality. In the brilliant book, The Cult of Personality Testing, how personality tests are leading us to miseducate our children, mismanage our companies, and misunderstand ourselves, author Annie Murphy-Paul explains, using plenty of hard evidence, how personality tests are Western obsession, are dooming us to failure. Western thinkers are obsessed with isolated variables and fixed traits. We fail to realize the continually altering context that shapes and reshapes those traits and variables. There are no permanent traits, but continually changing states. Then why do we see such regularity in our behaviors and attitudes? According to Stanford psychologist Lee Ross, we see consistency in everyday life because of the power of the situation. Ross further pauses that ultimately it's the situation and not the person that determines things. Quote, people are predictable, that's true, but they're predictable because we see them in situations where their behavior is constrained by that situation and the roles they're occupying and the relationships they have with us, end quote. Supply follows demand. Quote, I think the ability of the average man could be doubled if it were demanded, if the situation demanded. William Durant. Most people believe they have a fixed and permanent identity and personality. They overvalue and rely on such things as personality tests. They don't put themselves into situations of high demand that force them to become something fundamentally more and different than they currently are. You can put yourself into a situation mentally and physically where the demands are high. This is a very potent cocktail for forward movement. You need both, the internal and external, to pull you forward. 
The internal and external are two indistinguishable parts of the same whole, not separate. Internally, you need a white-hot why. As Friedrich Nietzsche wisely said, quote, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how, end quote. Thus, the advice to live within your means is actually quite terrible advice when taken to its logical conclusion. Rather than living within your means, you need to decide what you need, then let the means come to you. They will come once you've fully decided what you seek. To quote Rumi, what you seek is seeking you, end quote. Once resolved and committed, the universe conspires to make it happen, as Emerson put it. Externally, you need a situation that has enormous demand, so much demand that the supply comes both from you and from external factors. When you're clear on what you want and why, magic happens. Dreams become realities. Faith becomes sure knowledge. Inspiration follows action. But where does this clarity and purpose come from? Again, here, Western culture generally has it backwards. The common belief is that inspiration creates action when the opposite is more true. Action creates inspiration. Forward progress creates motivation. Bold action reshapes your conscious and subconscious patterns. Action generates the best thinking because positive action creates inner confidence, which is the soil for positive thought. Paralysis comes from analysis. As author and performance coach Tim Grover said, quote, don't think, you already know what you have to do and you know how to do it. What's stopping you, end quote. You know enough. The reason you're mentally blocked, demotivated, and confused is because you're not acting. Behavior shapes identity. Behavior shapes ideas and motivation. Begin acting well. Create situations that force you to act well. Situations of such extreme create demand that trigger both an internal and external supply to match the demand. When the why is strong, the how develops organically. The most clever and bold strategies come when the demand is high. Necessity is the mother of invention. The why becomes strong as you act. You must act. That is where your freedom lies. When you act, the ideas will come. As you continue to act, more ideas will come. The bolder the action, the greater the shattering of subconscious patterns, opening the window for better and clearer thinking. Creativity follows creation. As you act, you'll get an inflow of thoughts and ideas. You'll then need to turn those ideas into tangible creations for the use and benefit of other people. Inspiration doesn't lead to creativity. Creating things leads to inspiration, which then generates a greater desire to create. The quality of your ideas come from the quality of your choices. Every choice generates offspring of thinking and ideas. Hence, success begets success. Creativity begets even greater creativity. Behavior shapes identity. Behavior shapes ideas. Put yourself in a situation that demands your greatest behavior, then watch as a seemingly endless supply of intrinsic motivation and extrinsic help aids you. You just listened to the post titled, If You Don't Use It, You'll Lose It, by Benjamin Hardy of benjaminhardy.com. Thank you to Benjamin. We might know it intuitively, or maybe not, that taking action will create inspiration and motivation for us, but it's really easy to get stuck in that trap and think that it's outside of us. We need a lot of help with motivation and inspiration. Sometimes it can be helpful as a nudge, but it's up to us to take that action 
feel the reward of it, and then get that motivation and inspiration internally. Like he said, that's when it becomes part of our identity, when we don't rely on outside factors to hand us the motivation, but when it's just part of us. And really, there's no better way to start than with small changes, little tiny steps in a positive direction. So take that step today. Have a Merry Christmas Eve, and I will be here tomorrow for Christmas Day. So have a great one, and I'll catch you tomorrow where optimal life awaits.